Hey everyone, welcome back to the PFF Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Kendall Valenzuela. Join with me again, back together, Ben Brown, PFF Senior Data Scientist, our first off-season podcast. So we're going to go through the 2021 betting performance review, some uh, quarterback stuff. It's going to be a jam-packed show. So excited to have you all back. Let's get into it. Hoops fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code PFF at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 plus, minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible, responsible gambling resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Like it's been forever and now we're in the heat and now it's the off season how are you doing are you doing okay with no football like nothing really going on yet yeah i i i am feeling pretty good i actually enjoyed the first like non-chaotic week that we've had in quite right. some time i mean uh it's been good catching up on some things that uh, you know, I've wanted to look into kind of resetting from the 2021 season, kind of going through some of the, you know, things that happen. Basically, I think you get so caught up in like the week to week grind that you kind of miss out on like the big picture aspect of, you know, performance and those sorts of things. So uh, mm-hmm. reviewing a lot of that, we are doing some hiring uh, in my area, the research developments. We're going to have some Ooh. new data scientists here uh, at some point, hopefully to, uh, you know, continue to produce some of the best betting tools uh, available out there for NFL and college football. So it's, it's, it's exciting times i will say even without uh football action that's awesome do you have like a list of like things that you just put off during the season and now you're like i need like to do whatever it is i need to get this done like either around the house or just like life-wise because i definitely was there (laughs) like like for the last week i was like wow i have so much more time but i don't want to do all these things right i definitely have some house things i'm sure my wife also has some house things i do have work things as well that i'm like i'm gonna Mm. look at this in the off season like you get ideas watching football and everything else and it's like just put it in a list look at it in the off season so i have all i guess i'll say all of the above uh things that i need to still hit on here so we'll see more we'll see. more TikTok Maybe the off content. Season, yeah more tiktok i did have a tiktok <laughs> uh, i'm trying to you know i think eric eager wants to be the tiktok star i'm hoping to at least uh be able to stay close to him but we'll see yeah. if that happens i gotta still produce so if you're on t- tiktok follow me pff underscore i think it's, it's bb still ben brown i'm gonna change it to here soon enough so perfect i know you'll have to like not let that's what i tried to do with austin he's austin's like trying to be the tiktok guy and i'm like i'm going to try and get as many followers as austin right. gale Right. So far, I just it's a weird app, so I just need to keep doing it. But it follow us on app. TikTok and everywhere <laughs> else, but specifically TikTok. All right, so let's jump into it then. Um, how was your tw- how was the 2021 season just for you in general? I know we had conversations where you were saying it was kind of a weird season betting wise, but overall, how did you do? I guess, and how would you kind of categorize this season? 
Yeah, I mean, I do think there were definitely, uh, it was it was weird, right? I think 2020 was really weird from a COVID perspective. We did have mm-hmm. some, you know, residual impacts of it in 2021, but there's still a lot of, you know, late breaking injury news, all this other things that uh, kind of did, you know, mess up a lot of things that happened either in like the player prop market or the game market. So uh, I am really pleased with uh, the NFL and NCAA green line products and how they performed this year. I think uh, overall NFL on 1% or Greater edges was up uh, just under two thousand dollars if you flat staked hundred dollar bets uh, on everything that had an edge of one percent or greater on the NFL. So uh, positive eight point two five percent ROI. So uh, pretty good. Probably our best. I think our definitely our best NFL betting season from a green line perspective college football was even better we were actually mm-hmm. up uh almost four thousand dollars for a hundred dollar unit better uh on edges two percent or greater 11.6 percent roi uh return on investment on that so really good from a college football perspective it was uh the first year that both nfl and college football have been profitable in the same year um so mm-hmm. i think that was a big win so yeah i think a lot of people are uh, you know definitely pleased with that Super Bowl uh, performed really well as well. Um, Perfect. My, my, my colleague, friend, Martin Carlisle, and I, I did a lot of the game prop pricing. That was up uh, almost $1,325 on 34 wow. bets. So anything with an edge. Uh, so definitely had a pretty profitable Super Bowl. We're going back through all the player prop markets. So there's just a ton of data and some things mm-hmm. that we have to do uh, behind the scenes to put all that together. But player props were kind of tough, I would say, yeah. this year for me personally. Um, I think part of it was I probably focused too much on uh, betting overs. Uh, You know, the year Mm -hmm. prior, I had a really successful year and I was mainly writing up under. So I think that was something that maybe I just got caught up a little bit too much in certain things. But I also think there's some uh, tweaks to the modeling that we do as well that are probably going to change that I do think uh, will definitely set us in the right direction here for 2022 from a player props perspective. So. Are there things you're going overall? That's a great, that's a great season though. I feel like you're like downplaying it a lot. And it's just like, it was actually a really great year for you guys, especially because if people know, like this was the first big year, like green line looked so good on pff.com slash betting. Like that was, those tools were just so helpful to see like the edges and what you really should be looking at. So when you're going into the off season, then are you, are there things that you can tell us that you're kind of, you know, that you and the team are doing differently or going in and like changing things out a little bit? What, what can we be looking for during the off season that you think will help in next season? Yeah, definitely. So we definitely have that, you know, evaluation process. There's always, mm-hmm. and especially when you're like building sports betting models, like there's absolutely things that I think you have to do every off season in order to probably stay away from, stay ahead of the market, right? Like if you even have a successful year like we did from a green line perspective, like the market can still capture that information that we're putting out there potentially, you know, not necessarily reverse engineer, mm-hmm. but at least understand how it's doing and that edge probably gets diminished quite quite a bit, right? So the only way to combat that is uh, to make it sharper, to make it better, to make it more accurate. And I do think that uh, there are a lot of things that we still, you know, Eric and I, uh, and to a lesser extent, some other people are definitely going to be able to do in order to continue to improve on. And I do think we'll continue to see uh you know the capabilities of it actually beating the market and i do think that's you know the basically the goal so uh the entire off season kind of focusing on what can we do to improve these things is definitely you know a pretty significant undertaking that we're going to have obviously take on and improve upon for the 2022 season so 
And if you weren't in the action, pff.com slash betting, you have to do it because now it's just going to be continued to be more profitable. Was there one team that you, I can't remember who, like, is was there one team that just did you really well this season or like one, you know, something that you kind of went back on a lot during the 2021 season? I'm trying to think. I know there was like a couple of college football teams that we were just yeah, like you had, way you had good, high. Yeah, yeah, we were like, we were way higher on a couple of college football teams and had like edges on them almost every week. And that did work out really well. Mm-hmm. Like the Rice Owls, was uh, one of the better ones I would say. So I don't know, like from from my personal uh, like betting profile, because I honestly don't bet every single pick that Greenline has from an mm-hmm. NFL or college football perspective. Like I try and decipher, I try to put in a little bit at least of my own understanding in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think that one thing that I'm going to focus on a lot more, especially next year, is betting on a little bit longer odd money line plays mm-hmm. in college football, especially especially when you're at like a plus six and a half point spread and those sorts of things. That range was by far our most profitable area of winning here in 2021 so money lines that you know like plus 150 to plus 250 odds did really well from a college football perspective in ncaa green then i do think like those are spots that i probably didn't take advantage of enough where i would probably just a bet on the spread and not the money line. I do think that's something that I'm personally going to try and correct here uh, coming up in the future seasons that I bet. So. What about what about in-game betting? Because I know you and Eric started doing some of those uh, during this kind of later in the NFL season, but I feel like that was an interesting, like that's a totally different ball game, right? From what from what you and Eric and everyone does before pregame and things like that. But that seems right. like a totally different area where you can maybe find some you know good value, earn some money there. Yeah, definitely. And I do think, you know, like, I would say for me personally, that it has been the best area uh, to okay. bet on here over the past two or three seasons. It's a spot that I've tried to focus on because I do believe that it is uh, definitely like the future of the sports mm. betting market in a lot of ways. And, uh, you know, the people that knock it and quite uh, and, and this and that and want to say like all oh, this you know this this bad delay and those sorts of things i do think that is the case uh, on offshore books but i do think a mm-hmm. lot of the legalized sports betting books are doing it well enough now to the point where you can definitely take advantage of it so uh yeah but that's that's a lot more i would say like field and opposed to modeling right like we obviously mm-hmm. have our inputs for what we like pre-game uh but actually being able to evaluate what's happening in game and how that should potentially impact you know the spread in total i think is still a really untapped market so um i'm personally planning on doing you know some more content driven pieces around in-game betting that hopefully is uh you know a little bit more of like the evergreen variety where people can potentially look at it on any given week and at least get some idea of approaches for how they want to actually bet some of these games live that's like mainly my goal but yeah i think long term you know getting some more consumer opportunities around in-game betting is definitely something that we want to do at pff so what's your what's your off-season uh like betting look like i know i know you've said you usfl so Maybe. yeah, I, I WNBA. Mean, I mean, yeah, you got to tell us a little bit love, of your secrets yeah i do love the WNBA. um you know, especially from a betting perspective, but, mm-hmm. you know, I enjoy it quite a bit. Uh, in general, I know Eric's really excited for the USFL. He loves, <laughs> he loves like the, the, the leagues that are just, you know, starting out or whatever, because there's yeah. so much unknown. I think that he uh, has done really well, you know, quantifying how well teams are going to perform right away mm-hmm. uh, and kind of basing it on some pretty decent priors that we have uh, at PFF and has been really successful doing that. So I'm excited that, tail him and you know ride along Same. with him in the usfl but yeah I'm, I'm really excited for wnba um and i do think you know p 
PFF behind the scenes, we're obviously looking at as many opportunities as we can from a sports mm-hmm. betting perspective in order to give consumers uh, as much actual information, content, and tools as we possibly can. So part of my you know job now is even just like evaluating other sports betting opportunities in other markets and seeing if there's anything that we could potentially do uh, there now or in future years. So that's, you know, it's, it's an exciting time, I would say, for sure at PFF. And we're only, mm-hmm. you know, we're only going to get better and stronger we're only getting say, started. moving forward. Right? I know. That's why right. you listen to this podcast, though, because Have I to. know Ben is going to sprinkle in some of his favorite like WNBA, USFL bets right. during so. during this offseason. And it's just I'm telling you, you got to keep up because that's what I'm going to write them all down. That's what we're doing. So let's get into then. Let's do quarterback landing spots. So we we kind of went back and forth on what we wanted to talk about on this podcast, but we're going to keep doing this podcast hopefully once a week during the offseason to just give everyone, you know, your thoughts on what you're, you know, what you're betting on this offseason and things like that, keeping up with NFL news. So I think the best spot to start with is quarterbacks and their landing spots. So just to even set the stage here, how are you looking at the quarterback landing spots market and how are you finding the value there and what you think is going to happen? Yeah, definitely. I do think that, you know, in some ways the market maybe overprices uh, yeah. people changing teams, right? Like Russell okay. Wilson potentially changing a team. Uh, Aaron Rodgers changing a team mm-hmm. as well. But these are some of my favorite markets that I've ever bet, basically, because because of the Tom Brady situation in 2019, that was one of my better bets, hitting him to go to Tampa Bay uh, nice. two years ago. So I have, I've always at least like tracked this market really closely okay. uh, from that time period. I'm not seeing really like a ton of value in the offerings right now. I know our friends, you know, at DraftKings, basically have Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers next team, minus 250 uh, for the Green Bay Packers. I do still think that makes a lot of sense. But uh, if you want to potentially you know sprinkle roll the dice a little bit i do think there are some teams that are probably a little bit um undervalued at least as far as like getting one of these top top three or four guys that could potentially be available i do think there are teams that uh are overpriced like the tampa Bay buccaneers i don't think mm. really have uh you know the quality around them to really entice another veteran quarterback i think that's maybe one reason why tom brady retired uh as well okay. given you know the constraints that they're going to have available um, but i do think there are teams that maybe are a little bit more under the radar that could potentially uh, make a move. I know our friend Brad Spielberger uh, liked, you know, Russell Wilson to go to the Eagles. He liked Kirk Cousins mm-hmm. to go to uh, the Carolina Panthers. I do think if those teams uh, land those types of quarterbacks, especially in their division, that they should almost immediately, not necessarily move to like the as the favorite, uh, especially for Philadelphia. But I do think that uh, in a weak NFC South, Carolina could potentially compete for that division with Kirk Cousins at quarterback. So mm-hmm. uh, it definitely changes things. I do think that if you are doing any futures betting right now, you obviously have to take into account uh, what is going to be maybe a pretty decent switch uh, shift or a carousel in the quarterback market here uh, leading into the 2022 season. I basically see it as like there's seven teams that I think really need a new starting quarterback from 2021. I think there's probably like six teams who probably should have another quarterback that's 13 of the 32 nfl teams so mm-hmm. uh, i think maybe if we get close to half of that that's obviously going to have a pretty big impact on the futures market so um it's interesting i would say it is interesting sure. it's it's a fun it's a fun time to be doing this too because i know that um there's an article up on pff.com uh about just landing spots for the top 50 free agents are you focusing is there some i mean because you look at guys like Jameis winston teddy bridgewater then you go to guys like Mariota, Trubisky, Fitzpatrick. Are you 
What what do you think about them? Like Jameis Winston, there's one saying, you know, he's going, you know, New Orleans, Teddy Bridgewater, maybe the Buccaneers. Are there any ways that you're looking at those kind of free agents and saying, okay, this is this is a good time to place those bets rather than kind of thinking about Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson right now? I mean, I would say no, because I think okay. that um, where, wherever they end up, I think it's going to be almost it's not necessarily going to be a net negative for that particular team, mm-hmm. but I do think from a betting market perspective, that's how betters are going to evaluate it. And that's how the market's probably going to move. Right. So if you okay. see, uh, if you see, you know, like Jameis Winston re up with the New Orleans saints, I think we're going to probably see their odds, you know, maybe, maybe it stays the same. Maybe it, you know, moves just a little bit, I would say away from them and they probably get longer odds. I would say to win the division, Uh similar thing with Tampa Bay, right? If they land Teddy Bridgewater, mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to be anywhere close to where they're priced at now for the NFC South. Right. Cause, cause yeah. teams like Denver teams like Tampa Bay, um, there's some element of, there's some element baked into the fact that they could land a guy like Aaron Rodgers or they could land mm-hmm. a guy like Russell Wilson or something like that. So then if, if it happens where one of these other free agents of the, you know, much lower tier actually goes there, I think that's basically the news to react on from the Benny market perspective. And they're probably not going to be as high on those teams as what they would have been with the allure that maybe Aaron Rodgers or maybe Russell Wilson uh, lands in one of those two destinations. So Wait, give me, give me your Aaron Rodgers prediction right now. I just need it on the record um, because we've been like, you know, I do, social uh, for PFF and last night when he puts out this 10 swipe photo collage I'm like okay is he retiring I'm up I'm just I'm that person and we have to speculate I'm so sorry everyone who follows us you just you have to do it then he goes on McAfee today and he's like there's no news there's nothing I just I don't know Ben tell me tell me he's staying in Green Bay he He loves the drama he loves the drama it is annoying to me as like a closet Minnesota fan that it's just like, <laughs> oh, it's always like Aaron Rodgers or whatever, right? Yeah. But I honestly, I'm not going to bet it because it's a heavy favorite, but I do actually think that Aaron Rodgers, outside of Kyler Murray, out, out of all the quarterbacks being speculated to move that are in this very, like I would say, upper echelon of quarterback play, I do think he's the most likely to stay uh, where mm-hmm. he's currently at. So I do think he's going to stay in Green Bay. I think Kyler Murray's yep. probably going to stay in Arizona. And yep. I do think it's going to be, you know, Russell Wilson potentially moving to uh, a team is my is my prediction Don't. right now. So, OK. All right. That's it. I, that is interesting that you say Kyler, because I didn't even think of that. That, yeah. that situation has got talk about weird because he, he goes and he deletes his Instagram stuff. But then the team comes out and says, you know, he's not a team guy. We're trying to push him to go out on the last final couple drives and he's not doing it. Um, but his he's there's negotiations coming up too with him and his contract. So that's a sticky situation, but you think he's staying potentially Roger staying. So you're seeing Russell Wilson as like the one big candidate to be going somewhere. Maybe the Eagles. Maybe. The yeah. Saints. I mean, the Eagles would be kind of interesting. I yeah. would say for sure. Um, you know, there's, there's obviously a couple other teams. I mean, I know it's weird to say or anything, but like the, you know, the Watson thing seems like it, I don't know mm-hmm. what's going to happen with that either. But, um, you know, when he was playing, he was like, you know, the second, he has the second highest PFF passing grade mm-hmm. in a season of any quarterback in PFF history. So, um, like he's obviously somebody who not, and I'm not, you know, obviously the situation with him, it needs to be resolved before anything else happens, mm-hmm. but he is the type of player, um, that is obviously going to improve the chances of a team making the playoffs if he lands there. But I have no idea how that whole thing is going to go either. So I do think Russell Wilson is going to be the biggest player from you know a trade perspective. And I do think that 
Uh, there are a few spots that definitely make sense. I do expect to see him Tell stay us. in the NFC. Okay. Um, I think, I mean, that's just, the AFC is just like, a, you know, quality quarterback, you know, mm-hmm. fast basically right now. Exactly. Right? Like if you beat Kansas City, then you have to beat Buffalo. And then you, got, you still mm-hmm. have, you know, Cincinnati and Baltimore and everything else. So I do think that, you know, if we do see any of these big quarterback shifts, it's going to be uh, to another team in the NFC. But, uh, you know, Philadelphia, I like Jalen Hurts quite a bit. I do think they can make the playoffs and potentially mm-hmm. win the NFC East with Jalen Hurts at quarterback, but in saying that, I also think Russell Wilson would be a pretty decent upgrade over Hurts, and I do, I would bet them probably up to being at even odds with Dallas to win the NFC East if uh, they had Russell Wilson in the fold. So I think okay. that's a pretty good landing spot for him. Outside of that, I mean, Carolina kind of makes a little bit of sense. It'll be, yeah. it'll be interesting to see what happens with San Francisco as well, but mm-hmm. um, I think I think from my perspective, they're a team that I think is probably going to regress. So uh, we'll the see. The 49ers. Yeah. Yeah. The 49ers. Yeah. So yeah, it makes sense with whatever's going on. What about Jimmy G? Are you looking at him in any situation or scenario? Not really. I mean, I think he's going to, I think we're definitely going to see Trey Lance as the starting quarterback for San Francisco. Okay. So it does depend on where Jimmy G ends up. I see to me that he's a player that, um, seems like he might end up in a spot like Denver, I guess is kind of, oh, okay. kind of like my thinking. Um, mm-hmm. I know they obviously want to land somebody probably better than Jimmy G, but uh, he might, he might be a decent consolation prize. I would say for a team yeah. that absolutely has to do something. Um, so and we'll it's not, it's not, you know, we haven't touched on it and we will in these next few podcasts, but like the draft is not where you probably want to be looking right now for top tier quarterback play. And that's I mean, kind of something you meant you mentioned. Yeah, I mean that I mean the the draft gurus and everybody else are not high on the quarterback prospects. Yeah. I mean, in my evaluation of, you know, the college football, I haven't seen anybody that's eye-popping either. I'm definitely intrigued by uh, a couple people like I like Malik Willis. I mm-hmm. I like Sam Howell uh, mm-hmm. in 2020 and 2021. Obviously, he took a pretty significant step back, but I think those two guys like um, at least as far as maybe getting a year to sit, I would like to see them play uh, in certain destinations, but outside of that, yeah, I think it's 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 could be a dark season for the rookie quarterbacks. It's not, it's not a fun, so. yeah, it's not a fun, it's not as fun of a draft as we've right. had, where it's right. like, where a lot of these things are coming on and there's, a, you know, a lot of things could happen from it. So I understand that. Give me, give me, give me some other, like, where, what are you thinking? Give me some other quarterback landing spots that you like. What about Carson Wentz? There were some rumors. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> but give me, there were some rumors though about them moving on or like what, you know, what's, you know, what's the significance of keeping him and, you know, what's worse or better. Same with Derek Carr. Um, you know, Sam Monson came out with that article saying you should probably pay him because the alternative is worse right. um, than what they could get. So is there anything that you're watching for the next few weeks, a couple months that you're like, things could move here, but it could move at a slower pace and we could see it happening in a, like a month, a few months, anything like that? Yeah, I mean, I don't really necessarily be- uh, agree with Sam Monson's take on the oh, Derek okay. Carr situation. I don't think that they necessarily have to re-up with him. Um, I I do agree, you know, Eric Eagers talked about it before, but if you're at the quarterback position, if you're going to fail, fail cheaply, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'd much rather have a guy okay. 
on a rookie deal playing as, you know, the 25th to 30th best quarterback in the NFL than a guy on a veteran deal that's basically giving you league average numbers, right? Like, I do think there's uh, something to be said for the fact that uh, it's much harder to win with those sorts of expectations. So, you know, like a guy like Derek Carr, given that everything around him probably exceeded expectations in a lot of ways. I just think that they're mm-hmm. a candidate that's probably not going to, you know, be as successful as they were uh, in 2021 again here in 2022. So that don't love it. Um, I mean, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know. I, I think the real, I think the really fun domino would be if Aaron Rodgers actually does go to mm-hmm. Tennessee where he's building the house where we heard the rumors from a couple weeks ago because then that mm-hmm. kind of resets Ryan Tannehill and then we're going to have this like whole domino effect where we have like 15, 16 different starting quarterbacks from this year to next year and that's kind of the one that I'm really hoping for but again in saying that I said uh, it's probably pretty unlikely that Aaron Rodgers is going to leave Green Bay but uh, if he does and he goes to Tennessee I think there's just going to be mass chaos coming up here for the mm-hmm. next month and a half which I, I would like a front row seat too. We're here for too. it. That's we need for it. Sure. It's kind of like the coaching the coaching domino once one gets hired that's what happened that right. happens every year once one gets hired you see all in like the next three days usually right. is they right. all come down together so who if you had to guess and you were you know this is quarterback landing spots what you would put your money on what is one that you really like that you're telling our podcast listeners like hey monitor Not this good. or maybe keep an eye on it because it might be something in the future that makes you money oh boy all right i, I am going to say this is a tough one. I don't know. Cause there's, Thank you. there's not a ton of ah, great markets. I would guess I would say for sure, but I don't think, um, I don't know. That's, that's a really good question. I think that we will have, um, probably a rookie quarterback starting in Pittsburgh. So I'm looking at, okay. um, you know, maybe a guy like Carson strong or Sam mm-hmm. Howell, or maybe Malik Willis, I think makes a lot of sense, but I think right now, um, you know, Dwayne Haskins and Mason Rudolph are basically like the odds on favorite. I don't think that's going to happen whatsoever. I don't think okay. there's any way that they go with Jameis Winston at quarterback and they just don't have uh, enough of the, you know, they don't have enough firepower, I would say, to go land a guy like Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers in a trade. So mm-hmm. I do think we're going to probably see, you know, Malik Willis there. Maybe it's Sam Howell. Maybe it's Matt Carell. But uh, a rookie quarterback in Pittsburgh, I think, makes too much sense. So uh, sprinkle it a little bit on that is definitely okay. a spot that I'm getting involved with. So. See, you said you didn't know. That's a perfect answer. That's perfect what. Answer. Uh, that's what I think. It's Austin Gale who has his mock draft, who's two round mock draft up, and they he does, does he? have he does have them uh, trading down to pick up a quarterback because he. Kind of said the same exact thing as you, so sprinkle it on there. That's what I'm going to do right there after. There we this. go. I love there the consensus, go. right? That's I know the, the synergy just happens. That's the synergy. Magic happens, we're company right? people. So, we're company yeah. people. We all think <laughs> most alike. Of the time. Most of the time. Most of the time, so. except when we're fading green line, which is never, we're, almost never. But never we, again. we try not to. Never again. Anything else you want to leave with quarterback wise? You know, futures wise. I know. You know, just to tease our next podcast, we are going to do a ton of futures um, coming up next week, and we're going to have guests on throughout the off season and things like that but anything else you want to leave us with i mean no i'm excited for the futures i'm already, I'm yeah. already locked in some uh we're gonna have a lot of great information coming up here next week and then yeah i'm thinking we should maybe uh almost start discussing like a mailbag type of podcast Ooh. or something like that so if I anybody like has it. any questions uh wants to get him in to talk about on a future podcast definitely hit up kendall or i in the dms mm-hmm. we'll definitely you know make it happen and get some advice whether you want to talk about evergreen content or you know teams how we're approaching them in 2022 or anything else definitely let us know because we're trying to get uh you know you guys more involved here as you listen to us throughout the off season so yeah we're just trying to make money here that's what we're trying to do 
Right. What do you? Right. You got any show recommendations? I started Love Is Blind. Don't did recommend. You? Don't recommend. But it's I pretty s- funny. Yeah, I started the. Um, well, I did finish Ozarks. I absolutely oh, love. Oh, I heard I that do, was really I good. I do love Ozarks, and then now I'm watching the Inside Anna or Anna, uh, what is oh, it? Anna Inside. Yeah, I don't Anna. Know but, I gotta look. It yeah, up. I know In- what you're talking about though. Inside <laughs> Anna or something. Like, is that what it is? It's like inventing changing. Anna. Inventing. Yeah. Yes, inventing. inventing. Anna is what it is. Sorry. Completely. I heard that. I heard that one was. I heard that one was really good though too. Yeah, yeah. My my wife watched it without me, so now I got to read oh, it back that's kind here of again as well. Oh, it no, is very rude. Very that's rude, so rude. So. If you want complete <laughs> like and utter chaos, Love Is Blind. Eric, right. I'm telling okay. you. Okay, I'm telling you. I'm going in on it here now because I got I got a little bit of time. I mean, I'm usually pretty big documentary guy, and that's really the only thing I watch. But outside of NFL, and oh god, then don't watch. Then but... don't watch this. You're gonna t- you're gonna <laughs> message me and be like, "This is trash," and I like I mean, I'm totally letting everyone know, Ben, it's trash. But it's see, like it's like a train wreck. You can't look away, and it's just like this can't be real. These people can't be real, and they are. And it's just it's insane to me. See, I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out because I actually. Uh, and this is like a closet story. I probably shouldn't say this, but after Mike Renner was on Bachelor, or, or the Bachelor, Bachelor, whatever, and I told my uh, yeah. and I told my yeah, I told my wife, and she watched it. Then I wanted to. Then for some reason, she was watching Bachelor in Paradise, and I got like absolutely hooked on that show. And now I like mildly enjoy it from time to time if it's on or something like that. So if that's if it's that's incredible. if Bachelor in Paradise is anything like this, Love Is Blind, then I'll probably I'll probably at least get through it here pretty quickly in the office. Oh yeah, then you'll sure. be a big so, fan because right. it's utter chaos and it's like. <laughs> <laughs> they're dating but they're in like these pot they can't see each other and then they try and get married in four weeks so they see if they're compatible not by looks which the premise is you know nice love but then is <laughs> love is blind ben you just you got to jump in on it i'm telling you just let me know when let me know when you watch it everyone if you watch it you know who loves it austin i think austin gale Shocking. loves it he says like he said the the you know the premise is great or something like that i don't know it's train wreck I'm letting you know. (laughs) All right, everyone, follow Ben Brown and I not only on TikTok, but on Twitter. We're going to try and get something out to get a mailbag together, but we will be trying to do these every week. I know for sure we've got futures coming up, so stick with us next week for that one. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you guys soon. 